on this guy, uh, this guy's life. Um, he he was okay. His name's Mike Marvin, and he grew up in this town where we're gonna where the movie will take place. He was a skier, but and he was on all you know. He's on the circuit. He was a professional skier, but he also made skiing movies, and that led him to Hollywood. Because he skied there by mistake. <laughs> yep. Yeah. His skis were making that screech noise. <laughs> People were yelling, get off the intersection of Hollywood and Vine. <laughs> oh, I think I'm in Hollywood. He must be Polish. Got the ski on the, uh, on the end. You know, I had a Polish friend go into, uh, he went, was in a store and he said, excuse me, I would like a bologna sandwich with uh, pickles and mayonnaise. And the guy said, are you Polish? He goes, why? Because I like bologna with pickles and mayonnaise? He said, no, it's the dry cleaners. <laughs> uh, you told me that joke a year ago. <laughs> I turned it into a Polish joke. How about that? There you go. Yeah, you turned it into, and that's appropriate for what we're seeing right now. Because it involves skis. Lots of... A lot of skiing. Yeah, I mean, it's not, he's not Polish, but he does grab poles by the neck. So this is his commute to um, California, to Squaw Valley, California, which Sweet. was the location of 1960s Olympics, Winter Olympics. Good old school, but now by the 80s, it's a shattered remains. Right. Hobos. Like movies. Yeah. yeah. The syphilis from the Olympic Village alone <laughs> wiped out a generation of... Uh... Right. And it's dying out now. It's, it's so old, they're down to like two people with it last. Wow. Killing that. So this is our heroine. Okay. All right. And she just and scattered all her cassette tapes are like just all on the ground. She's not going to be able to listen to them again. Yeah. So the cases are out. Scattered. Mm-hmm. Thank her God they weren't vinyl. Sunny. Okay. Because it's a snow she's on movie. On her way to um, San Francisco. So she got kicked out of a car. So she, she just sort of blew off Harkin. Oh, I see. So that, this this guy will never be seen again, or is this Harkin? This is Harkin, and then she's going to go, look, buddy, where are you going? She really sounds like um, Chatterbox. How about you? San Francisco. Remember Chatterbox? Want a ride? Chatterbox? What is that? That's our uh, review of the talking vagina. Oh, Chatterbox. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. That, the, the, <laughs> the musical about a singing vagina and the, the <laughs> yeah. vagina, when Virginia. I heard her voice. Right, perfect. Sounds like Sunny here in this movie. Yeah. Now today she's a news person. She's a CBS correspondent. Oh, the actress. Uh, yeah, CBS News Sunday morning reports for evening CBS evening news with Scott Pelley, Forty Eight Hours. So the, she must get teased at the uh, the company uh, Christmas party. Because she did this film, and she also was in Bachelor Party. That was her only <gasps> other film. In which she was one of those girls, you know, sure. in the party. Sure, that's the greatest Friday. movie ever made. It is. <laughs> that harkens Hanks back to a time. That harkens Hanks to a time where Tom Hanks. It harkens Hanks to a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's all squeaky. Can you hear the movie playing off the board? Yeah. Okay, good. Because this, she, oh, by the way, the music in this film is horrible. I didn't even look up the soundtrack. It's just the exact movie you'd expect from an '80s. Well, movie. I mean. I, I think back of South Park, who did a, a ski school, a ski 80s oh, yeah. competition movie, and they had like a shitty theme song as well. <laughs> well, 
it's like in a world where um, men without hats is on the radio. And Good in a world. world when Van Halen was just yesterday, uh-huh. that's where this these songs were born from. So this is all new wave music we're listening to. Well, it's like new wave meets 80s power pop. It's like new wave meets Van Halen. So it's like a bad. pub. It's like they're still pub rockers. And they're yeah. just like that's cranking that's out that's new wave songs, but they're still playing the same bars. Right. With the, they're new wave guys. Like Devo with like um, long hair of um, uh, Bon Jovi. <laughs> if Devo met Bon Jovi, that's these songs. <laughs> oh, God forbid. <laughs> it's awful. Here's a motel. You know what that's for, right? Sleeping. Do you know the difference between a motel and a hotel? About $57, $58. It's about a difference of a continental breakfast. Uh, it's like the highways, the motorways. It's a motor hotel. Yeah, mo- motor te- right. Hotel was the first, and then they said like a motorway. Right. So like a hotel would be in the middle of New York City, whereas a motel would be on the road to New York City. I was watching that Medea movie with um, the one about Halloween. Which one, Boo or Boo 2? First one. All right, I've seen both of them, full disclosure. It's when he's dressed up not as Medea, but as the the grandpa, like the uh Medea's significant other. And there's these two old, you know, Babs, and he goes... Those two are my favorite, by the way. Right. He goes, um, he goes, I'll take you to a hotel if you hoes won't care. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. I love those Harkin movies. Harkin doesn't get any tonight. Harkin will sleep. Uh, so he's he's not getting any. Right, yeah. right. He will be icing his balls. Now, who do you think has better friends? Medea or Ernest? Because I think Medea's friends are the best. Uh, Medea, definitely, because... Medea's friends were her contemporaries back in the day when she was working the pole. But <laughs> <laughs> Ernie's friends are always like eight, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. He, this guy is eleven. <laughs> yeah, know? he never has really. Uh, all right, good, good call, good answer. Now I guess they kissed and made up because here's Harkin and uh, Sonny running together, right? Well, it's not that they had a fight or something. It's that. Don't try to pull any stuff. You know, she's not Chatterbox, right? Don't try to pull any stuff on me. And he didn't like a gentleman. And so now she's starting to like him. Oh, okay. As a matter of fact, she decides, forget California, forget San Francisco. I'll go with you to Squaw Valley and you could be my boyfriend. And let's see what happens. She should have moved to San Francisco like, in 83. Uh, you did. Right? No, uh, 93. No, 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 you hadn't graduated. Yeah, uh, no, I was still in. We, Carl and I know each other from New Jersey. We grew up together, and we did a public access show, of course, which you can find on YouTube as Fishburgers uh, from the 1990s. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I uh, in 83, I was still at, I think I just started Montclair High. That's I graduated middle school. don't remember Sick Vic from, the comedian Sick Vic. Yeah, I don't think... No, I don't know... Oh, that's right. Sick Vic said that he knew, knew me. Right. So from the high thing school. Is, Sick Vic gets up on stage and he acts like he's a maniac, who's an axe murderer kind of person. It's all his personality. But he really does have some sort of... ish. Like, he's quirky. He's quirky. But one time I was sitting with him and I was talking to somebody else and I mentioned your name and he lit up. And all of wow. a sudden he was like, boom, 
normal person. He goes, oh, Mike Spiegelman, I went to high school with him. He's a, So I don't know if this guy's acting. No, no, he probably, you know, I probably know Sick Vic. I just, you know, you said Mike Spiegelman. Mean, his persona on stage and off stage is he's a crazy, and I think he's really just a great actor. Because when he heard your name, he went, poof, to normal. I'm really more He heard my first and last him. name. I just know his nickname and first name. So I just need, I keep a yearbook with me. So I'll just be a quick jaunt. You know, my, my head is like a yeah. sieve. Oh, here we go. Full frontal. Oh, I yeah, guess. Yep. Full back yeah. Hey. Um, yep. Check Adam yep. Spiegelman's um, yearbook. I think he'll be in there. Oh, well, I have the, you know, my senior year uh, also includes junior, sophomore. Right. right but that's right. tougher because I usually abbreviate. She's still full frontal naked talking to them. Right. The joke here is, hey, whatever. Whatever. So well, Sonny's getting jealous even though they've never slept together. Because Harkin is like, yeah, baby. Wow, this movie. We saw pubes. <laughs> Maybe it's a Merc. Did you get some Merkin? No, no. They're young. Oh, all right. You wear the Merkin when you get older is what you're saying. Uh, I do. <laughs> I have a, a 70s Merkin. It's a mustache down there. <laughs> this is... Ladies and gentlemen, Merkin Banks. <laughs> Harking back to the Merkin era. Harking, Merkin okay, so Banks. Now, yeah, water they bed. have rented, right, they have rented like a honeymoon suite, but they didn't know it. Like he just said, this is the only room available. In the Notel Motel. Carl, what was that hotel that was right before the, uh, the, the, the Lincoln the Tunnel? Link- okay, so I almost said the Lincoln. It was the York Motel. The York Motel. Yeah. Yeah. They, and it uh, had the famous headline uh, billboard with perverted stuff. I, I remember one that said like uh, "ET phone home here" or uh, uh, yeah, it was usually like "reach out and touch someone here." Yeah, yeah, you can come here all the time. It was a, the classic Notel Motel, and it was r- the last motel before the Lincoln Tunnel in New Jersey. Right. Well, yeah. okay, so that is its image, but the real Notel. Motels were the Lincoln Motel. This okay. One in Newark, this one in Irvington. Yeah, these are places in which really just don't go unless you have some sort of agenda, some but, sort of. <laughs> but here's the thing: like, there's people who live in hotels, right? We're not, mm-hmm. I'm not judging, but I'm just saying people live in hotels, and so you go to a city hotel thinking it's a no-tell motel, and it's actually you know long-term people living Residence. there. Residents. Yeah. Yeah. So they hear you fucking, which you know turns me on. Well, um, it's, I guess it's old news. I just saw this movie. I don't remember the name of it. They were in Atlanta, Orlando, Florida, and it was that situation. They were residents in a no-tell motel. Yeah. Um, all about Disney, how she didn't go to Disney World, even though she lived right there. Wait, are you, talking about, are you talking about the movie The Florida Project? No, I don't think so. Oh, that's, that's the same kind of storyline. It's about people who live in a, hotel, a motel uh, yeah. next to Disneyland. Disney World. Is it a documentary kind of thing? Because this was a drama. It was a drama. It had. Um, oh, okay. It had uh, William is Defoe in co- it. it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, it's a beautiful um, movie. I think so too. Yeah. Okay, so his coat—that's Rudy, the German. Okay. And his coat was not supposed to be. He didn't For... get cast with that coat. He got there and he was in the skin tights. And he says, "No, my character's this German who flaunts and he shows off and he's a jerk." So. The cameraman said, hey, I've got just a coat for you, my wife's coat. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what he's... And you know, the wife's coat gets a residual every time this airs. <laughs> Still. 
he backed up the minx truck. Yeah, this yeah, right, and killed a bunch of rats, rodents, raccoons, the, you know. So Harkin is like, I've seen you on the circuit, you're the greatest. And then the German is like, eh, he like blows them off. So now and, uh, <laughs> oh, they're turning around. Sonny freaks out. Yeah, Sonny. Beautiful. But also wanna listen? intelligent. Rotate on this, you Nazi bastard. Hey, <laughs> hi, and nice coat. Uh, there he is, American Rat? Werewolf in London. Oh, yeah, well, what's his name? Norton, right? Right, the only famous person in this movie, David Norton. Huh, David Norton, and yeah. This is after Werewolf in London, so he's super famous here. And he also at this time had that, I'm a pepper, you're a pepper. Didn't, didn't, like to be a pepper. I always thought he had that campaign before American Werewolf in London. Uh, yeah, he, no, you're right, he did. But they, they but kept it going. This, <clears throat> I'm saying he was famous from that and American Werewolf in London. So right. why did he choose this film? I don't know. You know, he's also famous because he's uh, someone who was in the spotlight and disappeared. And people go, what, what happened? He could have been That's hot. Right. But, he's you know. back, but yep, he did. He's not in, in the uh, public eye. Well, <laughs> <laughs> What's your name, David Naughton, the problem guy? Hey, Carl, I just got a I just got a call from the Mayo Clinic. It's good news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, my mayonnaise hasn't expired. I just need to squirt a little lemon juice in there. Keep it fresh, <laughs> excellent, smart. Yeah. I find if you you have to cut off the top layer because it's dried from the air, and then you squirt a little lemon juice in. Well, that's another way. Hey, Carl, I wanted to mention while we're in the midst of this movie, there was a uh, uh, article in Ad Age that came out uh, on November sixteenth. YouTube is now showing ad-supported Hollywood movies. Last oh, month, the channel? Okay. YouTube quietly began showing ad-supported movies for the first time, giving viewers access to Hollywood titles, including The Terminator and Legally Blonde, uh-huh. for free. The platform started promoting the free feature-length movie in the movie section of the site in October, where it sold movies and shows for years. Consumers could buy the latest blockbusters and primetime TV shows through YouTube as they might on Apple iTunes and Amazon Pride. But there was never a free option to watch in the movies in exchange for commercial interruptions. We saw this opportunity based on user demand beyond just offering paid movie. Can we do ad-supported movie free to the user? said uh, our good friend from YouTube, who we love YouTube. It also presents a nice opportunity for advertisers. So it goes on a bit. So that we actually gotcha. stumbled onto it. So we stumbled onto it with Biodome. Uh, with hackers. Bio- and, and Biodome. Right. And Biodome. Absolutely. Yeah. But you're right. It was hackers. And the thing, Biodome was on my mind because there's also a squirrel in this movie. There's a what in this movie? A guy named Squirrel. Interesting, because Polly Shore's character was named Squirrel. Nicknamed Squirrel. Right. Or Squirrely, really, but yeah. But his name Listen, was Dale, like Chip and Dale. Scene. Okay, yeah, here we go. We're at a bar. <laughs> okay, this is a wet t-shirt contest. Oh, this good. Was the infamous scene. Like, in real life, this wasn't really... I mean, they were filming. There was three cameras, but in real life, these are not actors. Oh. And they're local people from Squaw Valley. They are acting, don't get me wrong, and they did takes and everything, but this was a real party. And all the actors 
Believe it or not, they have reunions for this. They had a 20th reunion and a 30th reunion. Oh, great. He's in garbage. They're, everybody's so into it. It's such a cult. So anyway, that's all they ever talk about. Um, let me just read you some. Remember the German guy with the coat? Sure. He was hysterical. He goes, it was right after Porky's, which had a lot of nudity, and they're just kind of pushing the envelope. One of the craziest days of my entire life was the day we shot the wet t-shirt contest. That was a free-for-all I never experienced since in the movie business. And then Marvin, the guy who wrote this film, right, he goes, the real wife life wet t-shirt contest happened in Park City, Utah, the World Cup in 1974. We're in the city citadel of Mormonism. It degenerated into a complete orgy on the stage. It was crazy. Four or five guys blowing saxophones, stripped to their waist, spandex pants. The movie version was tame compared to really what happened. Wow. Well, we just watched girls getting their t-shirts wet. Yeah. Yeah. And the action you're seeing on screen is pretty much real. Like, those girls taking off his shirt, Yeah. that wasn't... They were just having a party. Yeah, that, that happened to be filmed, and now we're watching it on YouTube. That's right. Yeah. See those boobs? Seriously, though, think about the time, right? Right. It's the 80s, and boobs are coming out. It's okay. The 70s had just happened. Uh, here we go. Local boobs. Yeah, they're local boobs. That's right. So this That's is... why they're not perfectly shaken. Yeah. And for more information, check out hashtag me too. Oh, man, you're yeah. so... I watched 1983, Mike. Oh, yeah, what I would say when this movie came out, I'd be like, oh, my yeah. God. They're so great. Yeah, this movie rules. Yeah, now I'm like, are these locally sourced? Right. You're somebody's daughter. Mike, seriously, you had no filter. You were like, where is my shame? You okay, all right. So in 1983, yeah. I had no shame. I had no filter. And now... <laughs> I'm wearing a, a mask to kind of, to filter yeah, everything. Like a cigarette, you got so much filter. <laughs> All right, so we're just partying. I've now, I've been having this in the background. They, yeah. When they first cut the film, the, the director got fired from it because he made it a three and a half hour movie, and what? 45 minutes of it was this party. <laughs> got so, fired after that screening. That's so funny. You know, I I have. Uh, I, I mentioned this last week and I mentioned it every time. I wish I knew the book, uh, but the producer of the Mosquito Coast and Truman Show, uh, who's right. a real professional producer, and he wrote a memoir and he wrote a, a chapter about producing Hot Dog the Movie, saying that was one of his big mistakes because he financed it himself with using his own money. With his house. Yeah, with his house, which is yeah. well, not the way you produce. If you've ever seen the Jay Moore TV show Action, you know you don't use, you use other people's money. But uh, he, yeah, he nearly lost his house on this movie, and he had nothing right. to do with the sequel. When they came out of that screening, that three-and-a-half-hour movie, mm -hmm. he was always seriously having chest pains, chest pains. It wasn't a heart attack. It was like palpitations. He's like, I got my, I did my, I got, and I hit Mike, this Mike guy was like, Ed, you didn't just see the movie. Give me, just fire him, put me in the editing uh -huh. room, I'll give you your movie. Interesting. I'm pretty sure Mike uh, was responsible for Hamburger, the movie. I was always under the impression that, that, that the writer of Hot Dog uh, directed and wrote Hamburger. Well, you know, you could be right. It's just that I would think the Internet would have told me that. Um, well, I'm, I'm speaking of which, while we talk, I'm, of course, going to our good friend. Here we go. Yeah. He worked on... Oh, by the way, uh, this guy's playing a horrible song. You should listen. Oh, let's And he'll never play again for the rest of the film. 
Originally, the film took place in Aspen, Colorado, mm-hmm. and his character was in love with John Denver. He only cared about skiing and meeting John Denver, and he was going to do that in the film, but it got rewritten. And this is the only thing that survived from that character. This, this, uh, is this supposed to be John Denver? Well, he'll mention wanting to meet John Denver, but it's really... It's his own song, but it's really just to say, let's cement the relationship between these two. My ears are They're not just doing it. They're also in love. Oh, well, thank God. Okay, here we go. Hamburger, the motion picture. Mike Marvin. Mike Marvin, director. That's great. He worked on the scripts for Legend of the Fall, Predator. He sold Kenny Rogers a vehicle called Six Packs. He helped yeah. create Better Off Dead. We saw the the spy with the cold nose directed Six Pack, the director of that film. Oh, Six Pack, gotcha. Um, I didn't know he. I guess I did know Hamburger the movie, but the internet didn't remind me of that. Yeah, because I don't think that that esteemed direct uh, producer had anything to do with this film after he made his money back, which he did. Uh, is he gonna? He is did. he full frontal? I know his underwear. This is pretty good. Um, we're not seeing his dong. It's eighties, right? But tidy whities you get to see his buns, and you get to see him. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, we see the bulge. Yeah, but we leave to the imagination. That's uh, twenty-four I mean, minutes into the film. Are you guys taking yeah. count? Now he's going to pretend to fall asleep, and she's going to be like, "You don't fall asleep on me two nights in a row." And now they finally do it. Oh, so he's going to pop open an eye. He's like, "I'm up." <laughs> They get to sleep on it, have sex on a waterbed. Oh, she's just taking you know, her own clothes. This made thirty-eight million. It surprised everybody. It wasn't supposed. To, the critics hated it. Its box office was great. Yeah, you know, Siskel and Ebert watched this scene of this topless woman jumping on him, and they're like, "Yeah, garbage." Mm-hmm. Yep. And the audience is like, "Yeah, <laughs> thank God." Oh, he's touching her. Very passionate. Oh, there goes. Well, there yeah. were no internet. There was no internet, and thus no internet pornography. So yeah, we talked about this before. One of the ways, as a younger person, you got to see anything was going to this stuff. And then not in just the theater; it shows up on the premium channels and also on video cassette, laser disc. Uh, yes, but you know, like the internet is so readily accessible. Right? right back then, we had you had your one take, right? Your old friend, you know, right? Yeah, you know, I okay. get you. It's the next day they're at Squaw Valley, of course, and it's the qualifying run. And Werewolf in London is like, damn, that's a hot time. There's Squirrel, we just met Squirrel. So, who's skiing? Are these the actual actors, or they're just like stunt skiers? Oh, no, no, it's not the actors, these are <laughs> real for real as skiers on the circuit who were hired. And Mike Marvin knew them all. They were his buddies. Huh. As a matter of fact, none of the lead main actors could ski. None of them. Wow. So this Patrick Hauser, who is uh, Harkin, he went up there a week early for ski lessons, but he just never looked comfortable. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I would be scared shitless. Even stand on Skiing is a young man's sport because at a certain age you go, do I really want to fucking break my leg on this hit? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Because the speeds are going and yeah, like okay, this is the very first scene they ever filmed. Okay, okay. he's just pouring and himself with some gin. 
Yeah, because he's he's the dog. The hair of the dog that bit him, and he's offering it to innocent Harkin, who goes, "No, no." So, uh. one of the people we're going to meet here, her name's Lynn Wild Wyland, and she's such a good skier. She like sort of earned herself um, a talking part. Let's see, where is she? A member of the United States Free. Style ski team 79 to 81. 1981 U.S. champion in aerial. 1981 U.S. Canadian champion in moguls. So, what happens? This is the first day they're shooting ever. And the guy introduces her, says, This is banana pants. It just wasn't in the line or anything. Right. But they were like, Okay, cut, print it. That's your name, banana pants. The rest of the film. So, she calls him banana pants? No, he calls. He's introducing. He's like, Oh, I see banana pants. There she is. Okay, and well, I'm watching the Japanese guys with the uh, oh, and Slasher, Slasher, uh, headband. Say hi yeah, to he doesn't Banks. speak any hey, English. All right. Good, huh? Well, Harkin here is going to put the fear of God into Rudy. What's funny is Rudy in Garvey's real life, he doesn't speak a lick of Japanese. He fooled everybody on the uh, set. This guy right now. To get the job in the audition, he yeah, lies and said he knew Japanese. He grew up in Japan. That's crazy. All right, so we're, we're waiting to hear more from him. They're still talking to him. Here we go. Let's see if he says anything. Well, then let's climb aboard in an orderly fashion. Spread out. All right, they're all going to go party. All right. My hotel phone ringing. Don't answer it. No, answer it. So I can cover for you. All right. <laughs> oh, we're going, yeah, we're going up to skis. How come it didn't pick up? That's a... Hello? Is it room service? Uh, All right, they're on top of the mountain and they can't wait to go yeah, skiing. Everything's great. Thank you so much. You too. Bye bye now. That's just Southern hospitality. She just wanted to make sure that everything was cool. Oh, what? I checked in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the concierge who's outside, like, who the fuck is talking on the phone and using <laughs> her Wi Fi? What the fuck? Is everything okay, sir? Okay. This is a Playboy Playmate of the Year. Finally, uh, Shannon Tweed. Shannon Tweed. Yes, he's a very famous girl. Yeah, she's a cult, uh, cult actor. Right. She used this film basically as a stepping stone to dozens of other films. But I think it's most funny that today she's married to that monster Gene Simmons. Yeah, which she's in the reality show a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I have no opinion on that. I hope she's all right. So they're meeting her, and it's basically like, come to my party tonight. And she's like falling in love with Harkin. So she's like, bring him. And then American Werewolf in London guy's like, he's taken, you know. He has a friend. And she's uh-huh. like, what? Bring her, too. Oh, that's Wait. sweet. She's so hot. You know, that harkens back to a Deheim with chivalry <laughs> and proper etiquette. Chivalry but... is Fred. Every time they turn around and go skiing, it's a stunt double. Oh, yeah. So Werewolf will be like, hey, he has a friend. And they cut to like Tony uh, fucking Hawk of the skis. That's true. It really is true. Let's see here. I've got something written up on that. Who's there? Is Sean White there? Who who, who are famous skiers? Uh, Mark Spitz? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) No, no. He's a swimmer. They must Every be famous sport skier. has one famous skier, and skiing doesn't seem one famous athlete, and skiing doesn't seem to have that. Well, it'd have to be Olympic or something like that, right? 
but usually that's you become like a super hot celebrity and then it just that's it where is my the actors can't oh here it is um rieger couldn't ski a lick that's the german and one scene on a bit of a slope he delivers one of his haughty arrogant cocky lines he goes to ski off and he trips and he hits the first roulette they all fell over Shannon Tweed couldn't even stand up when she had her ski boots on. People were holding her by the legs, acting as a base for her. Forget about her putting on her skis. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I would be totally like Sharon Tweed, which I am anyway, but uh, I would not be able to even balance myself on those things. I wouldn't sh- I wouldn't be Sharon skis because it's, uh, you know, it's for your specific foot. She doesn't wear Tweed. You find that ironic? Yeah, Shannon doesn't wear tweed. Yeah. Here we go. Going, speaking of going downhill, they are all skiing downhill. <laughs> I was talking about the joke. This is some like. Here we go. I tell you, tweed is wasted on the tweed. This is like maybe like uh, who is it like um, fuck Dave Edmonds or like there was a there was one point in like new wave music where it was kind of like pub rocky, like uh. Oh, I'll think uh, of it. Yeah, Gotta David be cruel to be kind. You know, Nick. Rocky. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Video Killed the Radio Star way. was not the Buggles originally. It was a band yeah. that Trevor Horn was in from the Buggles. And their version was like a pop rocky, like a pub rock type song. Who, what do I tell them? You know, that type of thing. Boy, I'm going to Google that. Yeah. I YouTube it. That sounds. It's actually a cover hideous, of. But- no, it's uh, it's serviceable. It's it's you know Don Henley or um, mm-hmm. got it. it was a Beaver Brown band. You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> the yeah. fuck, John Fogerty. He knew an era in rock. I just wish had never happened. So I'm sure there's some. We're watching skiing scenes right now, and boy, they are sure hot dogging. This now movie that's d- really banana pants. She's not an actress. Oh yeah. Who's wearing yellow pants? The actors who were doing stunts only ever got to do one take because they would pay by the stunt. Right. So if well, you messed up, it wasn't in the film. Because we're watching some pretty crazy stunts for such a casual ski downhill. They're doing some pretty elaborate shit. Well, they're the most excellent, I mean, according to the script. This the reminds greatest, me of, like, you ever see Heavenly Bodies as an 80s movie where these girls open up their own aerobics class? School and then, sure. all they do is they aerobicize, you know, like from the eighties, and uh, it's just mm-hmm. footage of them exercising. So, so here this, we are. Uh, Edward Feldman, the producer. Okay. He he was out to dinner with Mike Marvin in 1982 in this Tahoe city, you know, where oh look at him flipping up. Yeah, he's down. he's falling. He's like the last three jokes of mine. Um. So he was recounting all of his adventures in the ski movies between, uh, you know, and skiing between 72 and 76. And and so it was Ed Feldman who was like, put your adventures into a script from the point of view of competitor and we've got a movie. And so that's exactly what he did. Yes. And and, uh, thank God. Here we are enjoying the fruits of his foil. That's one of the rare scenes. Oh, there he is in Japanese. Yeah. I cranked off. So what, they're like scheming already? And that jump was totally awesome. Oh. No, they're just talking about good old days. We're seeing dumb jokes. 
with the, like the Japanese guy karate chopping the uh, <laughs> yeah. the shelled pretzel. Judo peanut. peanut. <laughs> Open it. <laughs> Banana pants. Banana pants to booze. Thanks. That's the best okay, place thanks. of the course, right? Like the the skiers lounge. Well, he had the best qualifying run. He's one of the inners. Okay, here comes the villain. Like, finally, the, it's kind of a he's kind of a bad guy. Yeah, he he's is got, kind of bold. Who is qualified? Here's John Ham. Whoa, crazy that. guys. Hey, gang. Arkin's on. The guy's listening to his Walkman in the background. Yeah, that's all he does throughout the whole film. That's his joke. His name is Walkman. I miss that. I miss knowing references. <laughs> I miss knowing. That's why it's great to watch old films. Yeah, because I'm okay, like, so I know what Walkmans are. Here now we've got plots set up. Okay. okay. They're skiing rings around the Europeans. But the Europeans are getting first, second, and third, and it's, you know, German TV is sponsoring this thing, so it's, like, obvious. Oh, that they got to win, that the Europeans... Yeah. Yeah. This comes from his real-life experience. Where is it? Mike Marvin. When I was at World Freestyle Skiing, Freestyle Skiing Association, the boys from the U.S. were really hot. The Germans, French, Australians were coming in 12th, 13th, 14th. We got to Europe, and suddenly the Germans started placing second and third. German television paid for a lot of those events. That was the basis of the plot. Obviously, Riggs scores. It's so important anyway, right? I mean, who gives a shit? Some guys skiing. They think it's history. Well, I mean, unless it qualifies you to the Olympics, then who gives a shit? Uh, here it is. James Sato, who played Kendo, couldn't speak Japanese. He had everybody fooled for the first three weeks. The At first the three weeks? Camp, yeah. <laughs> At the audition, they asked me if I could speak Japanese. I don't speak any of it, but all the guys at the table were white guys, so I thought, eh, they never know the difference. Well. I just said any household words in Japanese I knew from growing up. Wow. Um, so he goes, when I got the part, I had a friend translate my lines. But during the course of the shooting, a part, my part got bigger. The director would say, Jimmy, can you say this? And I'd go, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, when are we going to shoot? They'd say about 30 minutes. So he would ski down to the lodge and call his friends. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, this is definitely vintage with the, with the local uh, topless. You could be in the movie. You got to take your shirt off. And <laughs> yeah. and then, of course, him. Wow. I guess the 1983 me would still be like, wow, I saw a muff. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, right now, she just took a pill of speed. And he's like, you don't need that. And, you know, like, oh, she they're did. hardly boyfriend and girlfriend. And she, he's already like, what was it? Here we go. What difference does it make? What was it? Well, I don't like it. Well, tough. What do you think? We spend one night together and you own me? That's the speed talking. That's just the speed talking. Yeah, that's just the speed talking. <laughs> they shoot this movie twice as fast now. Are they there at a party? <laughs> it's 78. Uh, yeah, this is um, a party at Shannon Tweed's house. Oh. They were invited, and they were like, bring your friend, remember? Right, so that's the reason why she's taking speed is because she feels awkward at this event. 
Well, she doesn't know anything about it. Right now, Shannon is going to come on very hard to Harkin. And oh, let's hear it. I like Shannon, too. You were terrific today, Harkin. I haven't seen a steer like you in years. And I've seen them all. I'll bet you have. Oh, she's such a cat. Oh, zing. Oh, I like that. Like. Cat fight. Cat fight. Wow, they must go to the same hairdresser. Yeah, it's called 80s. <laughs> he was in line, too. So much shimmer off his hair. It's like the, the lighting is blinding me. Might as well be bold. Shannon Tweed. She wasn't in the love boat, right? That's always somebody else who played Sydney. Or the little... I would doubt it because yeah. being a playmate brought her to fame, and that was 81. Huh. Actually, I guess love boat was kind of old then, but was still around. All right, we're partying in our sweaters. Check out those fucking ski and sweaters. Was... Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, well, it's not Aspen. It's, it's ski culture. Ski culture, yeah. authentic Mike Marvin. That Mike Marvin, he's bringing in the craft. Nothing better, Carl, than having a fucking skateboarder or, or ski guy fucking write his memoirs and get it on film. Squirrel just stole everything. Took all the shrimps. Jumbo oh. prawn. That's an oxymoron. Empty shrimp plate, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> There's Rudy. Yeah. Our big enemy. There's Kyoto. Let's see if he talks. Yeah, this music. Oh no, he's now, Hunter. Jealous, jealous. Gonna get boozed up. Okay, my son. Okay, now. Um. Oh no. Yeah. Not now. This is wow. Squirrel. This is a nice place. I you like know, movies like this. Just forgot about the audition. Okay, I have this quote. Check this out. Okay. Uh, the audition was basically improv. There wasn't much of a script. I kind of forgot about it. Months later, I got a call from my agent. He said, we've got an offer for you in this feature film. I thought it was a mistake because he had mixed me up with a client, another client before. <laughs> Adrian Zamed. He thought it was Boris uh, Karloff, uh, Pickett, Boris Pickett. I, should I get that? Is that a reference? I Yeah, that was, uh, we did uh, that surf movie. It's a pop-pop world or oh, something, uh, whatever yeah. it was called. He, he he sings he sings the monster mash, but he's actually like a blonde little uh, young surfer guy. Well, he was no he I know who you're talking about now the author of Monster Mash. He was broad shouldered. He was dark hair. He was like a, a thug was he dark hair? Yeah, I guess. But he, yeah, but he was definitely like young. He wasn't like yeah. I always I always mistake him for like a Bella Lugosi type. So she now slips him a Mickey. Um. Okay, so she's, she's actually going to date rape him. And she that's always a part of your show. Okay, here we go. No, they were unknown at the time. They were probably like, we have to get our music into America somehow. How about teen comedies? They're popular. Oh, that was our Japanese friend. Yeah, well, those soundtracks and TV during the '80s, soundtracks were big. Top Gun and yeah. uh, you know, Kenny Loggins, Fla- Ken Loggins Flashdance, Highway to Footloose, Footloose. But any uh, any movie, like if you had uh, <clears throat> Beverly Hills Cop, you had The Heat Is On, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Pointer yep. Sisters. So these movies were making a quick buck. I'm sure the soundtrack was out as well. So this squirrel, right? He goes five or six later after the movie came out. I was a snow. I was at in line at Snowbird. A bunch of twenty somethings came up to me, and one guy goes, "Dude, it's Squirrel!" Next thing you know, there was a mob around me. I guess it's cult. I guess. Maybe they mistook him for Polly Shore and Biodome. You know how those twenty somethings are. They're like, whatever. Yeah, that's cool. Oh my God, Whoa. more boobs. Those are Whoa. Playboy level tits. I think she's seducing him, Carl. He got flipped to Mickey, by the way. Oh, so but he's Rahufenold. Wow. He look very. Wow, that's suggestive. What, her bending over like that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he doesn't look very hypnotized. Oh, look at Squirrel go. Squirrel. Cut back to him. I wonder what's happening. Oh, there she is. <laughs> Wow, that's some Mickey. I'm going to kiss you, but hold on. Let me just go. I want to, do you want to put on something more comfortable? No, I want to get my hair done. I'll be right back. Yeah, right. Well, that was pretty uh, hardcore. Oh, there he is, dancing like a robot. Or dancing. Oh, don't, don't. And the thing is, he's American. Yes, he's from a Japanese heritage. So he's doing all his Japanese stereotypes. Right. And tricking everybody. Yeah. Well, all the women are he topless. Really yeah. Jesus Christ. Whoa. But I bet you that's not what Gene Simmons is seeing. I mean, the weird years do it. Have a toll. I'm sure Gene Simmons saw that and said, I, I'm going to marry her. Then he goes, get. And then unfortunately he did. He said, what the hell? This is false advertising. I can't. Yeah, that's, uh, I, th I think I watched a lot of that reality show. Or I watched at least two episodes. He opened the car wash he at did? one point. Yeah. I saw this one. He had an adult toy, like, Stuck to his hand, and he had to go to a <laughs> wedding. I don't know if it's real. It's so I know there's some story about his son is a cartoonist, and there's uh, there was outcries of plagiarism, and there was like a little controversy about that. But mm -hmm. other than that, you know, I don't know if they're still married. To be honest with you, uh, but I do know, of course. I mean, you do know about his Fresh Air interview, of course, with Terry Gross. Fresh Air interview with Terry Gross. Yeah. Listen. If it's Gene Simmons, I flip the channel. So no, tell me. Uh, he say he's, you know, she's a PBS, not PBS, NPR, kind of right. elder statement. And he was just basically talking to him about what's between her legs. You know, I, I forget. Oh, being a dick. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, Kiss, I never thought deserved what they had. You know, Kiss is not a quality band, and. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to say otherwise. But I mean, it was the whole. Look, they scammed their way to the top. Look, first of all, they're out of Detroit. Strike one. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit rock shitty, right? Is that what you're trying to say? The second thing is they were wearing that makeup, so it was a live pub band like um, trick, like a. Okay, let me put it this way: Kiss's first album ever was live, a live album. That tells you they were a road show, not a musician. They're a genuine musician. musicians that don't need the Their studio to show. Yeah, I know. Their songs were horrible. Then. Oh, man. I can't believe we're talking about Kiss during all these scenes. Yeah, uh, big mistake, right? Yeah. <laughs> what a way to kill Joy. So he's, he's Mickey, and they're, they're really doing it, I guess. 
in a hot tub gross like, the thing is is it really date rape i mean yeah he got mickey but come on he's totally into it not a, yeah i see what you're saying but uh if he's not coherent of what's going on it's and also like if the attentions are bad at least he should know they that you know i mean if he was into it you didn't need to do it so he wasn't into it now here's sunny innocent yeah no idea what's going on just me and my towel <gasps> hedonism what what I didn't. I don't remember having sex in the bathtub while you watched. <laughs> that was there's hedonism, and then there's hedonism. You know, he, that guy should just go check himself into a rehab clinic if that's his excuse. I don't remember having sex in the hot tub while you watched. Right. Yeah. Oh, let's see what's going on. Well, she's trying to get them back to get him back. Oh. And it's supposed to be so steamy, she can't see any peepees. So he's he had sex and then he went into the steam room? Uh, now that's... Oh, uh, no, German he, guy. That's our German guy, right. yeah. He's very, very old friends Now I think the German guy is faking his accent, too. He is? What? No, he, yes. No, he could really speak German, it's true, but he t he lied, too. He went to the interview, and there were all these competitors there. And so he's like, yes, I'm, I'm German. I'm from Germany. He was, okay, here it is. Oh, all I right. grew up in Germany. I played soccer. Then I got into skiing. I went to the University of blah, blah, blah. The first day we were sitting around the dinner table, somebody said, would you like some more d'oeuvres? And I said, yeah, give me some of that. Everybody <laughs> goes, wait a minute. <laughs> what happened yeah. to your accent? What happened to your accent? He got caught. Huh. So he does speak German from his heritage, but he is a tricker. All right. Yeah. I bet you the Japanese guy was like, how could you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he must have been shocked as well. Oh, now they're getting it on. In a steam room? That's gross. Oh, no, he's giving the, uh, the massage to end alone massages. It's a strictly platonic massage. <laughs> In between her legs? Oh, is that what he's? That's, that's too steamy in here. Literally steamy. Okay, finally some uh, ski footage. That guy got hurt, so he gets a free sled ride down the hill. All the skiing in this movie is real. They are pros, and they know what they're doing. One shot pros. That's all we need in this movie. This movie wasn't meant to be watched twice, right? It was just meant to like agree. Hit the theater, make its money go away and it's never gone away well the fact that they had a 20th reunion yeah and then it was so successful they had a 30th reunion yeah it never went away i think i have stuff about that so what other ski movies there was a better off dead where they had a ski race at the end Right. They yeah. must have been. And also, the, the follow up movie from that director was called One Crazy Summer, and he had like a regatta race at the end, like a, like a yacht race. So, right. That was when he used to draw and it would come to life. Yeah, right, right. And uh, there must um, have been the other 20th, ski movies. Uh, the 20th anniversary in 20th reunion in 2004, Rowdy ended just like the movie with Patrick Hauser, Harkin Banks on fan shoulders, spraying beer. <laughs> uh, at uh, Squirrely says at the 20th reunion you would have thought we were the Rolling Stones there were security guards everywhere 
150 people who couldn't get in were lining up at the door. TV stations from Sacramento to San Francisco. And we were just looking at each other, shaking our heads. This will never die. We'll be on oxygen bottles and walkers, they'll be calling us up there. Wow, yeah. Well, the new generation will can't wait to see uh, Hot Dog the movie. It's, <laughs> you know, vegans hate this movie. <laughs> soy Dog the movie. They made a movie for, they made a, a Soy Dog for a movie. <laughs> That's right. It's um, Tofu the. Uh, wait, there's field sausages. What? There's There are these famous. Jimmy Dean? Vegetarian. Oh, well, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like Hattonfield's field sausages. There are famous... Yeah, Sunnyfield or some shit like that. Right. When you have a sausage, there's that fennel seed in there. So that's all they got to do to trick you to right. anything is sausage. Well, that's why I love potato chips. They could be like badass meat potato chips, but all you need is smoke flavor for bacon, right? Mm-hmm. Fennel for uh, sausage. Just connotates it. It's still nasty, though. I'm sorry, man. I don't mind eating soy, but you're going to create a fucking veggie dog. I'm going to pass on it. I tried it, and yeah, it's passable. I mean, you take a bite, and you go, this is pretty cool. I like the way the world works. And then you go like, well, I got the rest of this fucking dog to eat, at least with like a hot dog. You know it's bad, and that's why it's so good. You know, like it's greasy for every bite. Every bite's like a meat mischoice, and then you right. finish it. Well, Hot dogs get all mixed up with frankfurters, you know what I mean? And turkey, chicken byproduct. I like the Angus beef hot dog. Okay, so here's our one-trick pony. He doesn't hear the guy because his headphones are on. Right, okay. Okay, finally, there's a plot point. You're starting position. Okay, okay. One joke actor. Well, that's what I want to be when the new Police Academy reboot happens. I want to be Cadet Twitter, uh, and all I this. do is I look tweet. He's dancing on his skis. Yeah. Now, look, you're looking at something very bizarre, but it's not a joke for the movie. Okay. This is called ballet. <laughs> this is what it? the competition is? People were like, I, I, I don't... it's a lot more interesting than just going downhill. It's like finger skating. Okay, so but downhill. in the early 80s, freestyle as a World Cup event was composed of three events, moguls, aerials, ballet. When freestyle became an Olympic event, the first two were made into separate disciplines, and the ballet was mercilessly put to pasture. Whoa, he's doing a flip on his ski! This was a real event. They would finger skate down the hill. I'm telling you, it's much more interesting. Like At least it gives you the time to stand there and watch something. Before right. it goes by you. They would play music, too. Gotta reach for the stars. Do, do, do. Right. Gotta reach for your dreams. Yeah, you can't have a skis thing without that music. Look at this. It's so fuck. I, you know, I take back equestrian dancing. I think that sounds better than this. That's <laughs> horses? <laughs> yeah, you know, that the like Romneys did that. <laughs> like when the horse counts to three? Yeah. Well, the worst. I know what you're talking about the dance thing. They go sideways. Yeah, yeah. As a word, the after parties are terrible because they'll hear a song and they'll be like, "This is my jam." Clap, clap, Head side, side, head side, side and ninny, head ninny. 
and drop a couple apples. That's my horse dancing. <laughs> Electric you slide. Like my dance? What's with the long face? It's a party. <laughs> it's a party. It's oh crab apples. It's a party. Why the long face? Oh, you're Love. just jealous of him. Well, he's no unicorn. Why? I don't see why you're. I'm sorry. I keep making these horse jokes. I know it's flogging a dead you. <laughs> oh, boom! That's pretty morbid. Well, Mr. <laughs> Ed a... was going like, "Why? Why can't you talk?" Because they're whores. You know, they always said that the reason that the way they made Mr. Ed on the TV show talk was that they put peanut butter in his mouth. But he was actually talking. He was, if you listen carefully, you could hear him say, more peanut butter. <laughs> with some jelly next time. Mix it up. He goes, if you can speak, why are we paying this actor? You know why he talked like this? Peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, right. He was like, that. you know why he talked like this? He was a little horse, Carl. He was a little horse. That's Pony. Oh, he was a Pony. <laughs> you know why ponies can't talk? They're just a little horse. Oh, I didn't know that. You know who, what horse is? It's a ballet, man. It's a real thing. It's I know. Weird. We're talking over this, and it's just minute after minute. So this three-and-a-half-hour movie had, like, full-on ballet performances. The sport just laughed this away. It was a real thing. When it became Olympic, they just laughed it away. This is perfect Olympic shit. You think other countries are like, we're not doing this. And we created ballet. Well, no, but the thing is, this was never in the Olympics. It was in skiing competitions around the globe. But when the Olympics took on skiing... It's like breakdancing on skis. Guy did a couple head flips. Harkin. Harkin, you're the breakdancer on skis. I am jealous to German. I am jealous. I am <laughs> now, why does he get to stand inside the line? You know what I mean? Like when oh, he gets to hug his to buddy. Go, nobody. Yeah, right. I don't know. I maybe because it's they just. <sighs> Did you write a complaint? I would have complained to the manager. I'd be like, "This is not realistic." You know, um, the uh, uh, werewolf of London guy. Yeah. Check this out, man. He had a short-lived television show a sitcom called making it and you know that song that you remember from that was on the billboard charts back in the day yeah i'm making it i got the chance i'm taking it that's him he's singing it no shit no more no more do you know the song yeah i think i was trying to think what making it is i should have seen it Becoming successful in business. Oh, well, I'm not that much of a loser, Carl. I do know what making it is. (laughs) (laughs) Just because it never happened doesn't mean I don't know what it is. Mom. Bitter horse. What is making it? (laughs) Go back in the basement. We'll talk later. It's what our dad... If you don't stop knocking on the door, nothing's going to happen. That, um... They're breaking up right now because he's got the, he's making the excuse. I was on the Mickey. Oh, and wow. he slept with that German. We're through. I'm going to San Francisco. About time. But she doesn't. She doesn't go. The ski world lures her back in. Well, she loves them. She loves, she loves ski culture. How much money do you have to spend to be part of this culture, right? This is more expensive yeah. than having a phone. You got to yeah. have a membership yeah. or you got to... Do they have a day job? Harkin says, um, Harkin says 
in the thing that he he worked all summer to save his money to come. <laughs> but is this like a police academy two week course, or is this like you know a summer camp, or like? No, it's there is a contest, and they're all entered in it. Oh, I see. Are they playing lacrosse? In the snow? Is that is that lacrosse? What is that? He's got a joint. See, we are from Montclair, New Jersey, so we should know lacrosse when we see it. Right. We've seen Terminal Bliss. We should know. Yeah, Terminal Bliss, one of our movies. They do lacrosse. I think they're playing hockey on uh, ice. Weird. They're playing field hockey on ice. Hope this works. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're actually wearing boots. Interesting. Ow! Ow! He fucking punches the guy. Wow, all this shit looks like it hurts. (laughs) And roll him. It's a comedy. I want you to hurt people. Boom, boom, boom. It's, it's okay to hurt people because you make that, like, boing sound effect. Oh, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Boy, they're roughhousing. So there were super parties, and, like, there were divorces and stuff. The parties were so bad. So anyway, this Mike Marvin, he got called into, you know, squad's management office, you know, where the Olympics are. And they're like, you're going to have to pull the plug on this. We're gonna, you know, gonna ruin it if you don't calm these people down. And he says, "I knew the guy since I was 18 years old. I could never figure out if he's trying to muscle me or show me that I wasn't the big shot I thought I was. It's not easy bringing a Hollywood production to a small town where you were raised in a one-room schoolhouse. It triggers all the jealousy you can ever imagine." Huh. Claims Mike. Yeah, I mean they're 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 young or they're playing young. They're probably all in their thirties at this point, but they're uh, you know. Yeah. Oh, fight! Cat fight on the ice. That's not banana pants, believe it or not. Well, That's banana pants would not be local. in the fights. She was she was in a different fight, but not there. She was too dignified. Yeah, she, we went to the fight. Look, they're having a scrum. All right, post party. Too old for this. You see that garment blindside me? Yeah. They were vicious, but we tried. Yeah. Hey, we were small, but we were slow. (laughs) That was supposed to be a joke. Like, we were small, but we were fast. You know, but... Right. Like, we were something, but we were another negative. Now, Banana Pants is not wearing yellow. Shouldn't she be... Well, she was wearing... uh, Yeah. How are they going to remember her? How has an audience? Guy's always got his Walkman headphones on. She should always have her banana pants. Right. Okay. Now they're entering the equipment room. They're up to shenanigans. So on opening night, uh, there it was in Westwood, California, and they dumped a ton of snow on a summer night in one of the theaters. At one of the theaters, I guess outside. David and Shannon Tweed had this little snowball fight for the premiere. David Naughton. Wow, that was Hollywood magic right there. The he German was... guy claims he never thought it would make it to the screen. I mean, back then, things would either go straight to video. Right. Um, what did he say here? David Naughton was the only name in the movie, and things used to go straight to video. So he thought that was going to be his fate. <clears throat> Which you got to, that's a, that was a huge market too, because, you know, people had these giant VCRs back in 83. Yeah, and, and it was new. Also, the videotapes were not cheap. They were, they were priced right. at $99 back there to keep them rentals. Wait, wasn't, no, but it, when a, when a new one would come out, it would be like 
if it was really good, it'd be upwards around $29, like $30. But usually it was $20 when it first came out, and it would be $10 like a year later. But it would be uh, like out in 83, there was trading places. And I remember it was the retail price was $89.95. Oh, wow. Just to keep you rent To keep you renting it. Yeah. So you. Would, hey, I'm done with this film. Because they would, they wouldn't oh. want to. Oh, she's done too. Are you quitting on this film, or no? She's gonna learn how to ski now. I'll show him. I'll become a skier. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's me out there in the skis. I I did have an opportunity to go to a ski resort, and I actually just walked around town, but I didn't have the right shoes or jacket. I went to Lake Placid with the family, another Olympic town. Yes. We took a tour and learned all about the hockey team that won the Russians that year. That was where the giant alligator was, wasn't it? The what? Giant alligator. In the movie Lake Placid. No. All right. Oh, was it? I think so. Oh, I think you might be right. Yeah. That doesn't make sense because it's a tropical. Well, maybe it was something else. It was like Lake Sharkhead or something like Lake Alligatorhead. So what was Lake Placid like? Well, Lake Placid really challenged my sense of uh, heights. I wouldn't say fear of heights, but I had one by the time I left. I mean, we went up in this huge gondola, and it was all over the mountain. And then we went on this. uh, When we got to the bottom, you would go up three stories and jump into this big uh, trampoline kind of thing, you know, a big, big net. It was so scary, Mike. From the ground, you're like, what's the big deal? You get up there, and I swear to God, the thing's a postage stamp. Wow. You know, on the ground. And you can't get so down. You get on, well, you have to jump. You have to jump, and yeah. you do. Um, then we went on this ski lift that was, like, really lame. Like, you, you know, you could just slip out of your chair and jump if you wanted. You know, it, was, it wasn't restrained. And I had just fallen three stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was fresh in my mind. We went up on the ski slope. It was the Olympic thing where you... You have the gold, the silver, and the bronze. Wow. And so my three kids got up there, and I was like, do black power. Do black power. <laughs> right. Like that picture. Like that right. moment the famous, in history. Right. 62. It wasn't Winter Olympics or anything. No, you're right. Yeah, Lake so Placid. I didn't get the shot. My wife would not stand for my... Uh, <laughs> how, much of, how many times did you do that jump off thing? You just did it the once? Just the once. I won't do it if you ask. I, because I was on the ground going, what's the big deal? And I'm saying to my voice, look, you know everybody lives. Yeah, Don't right. They wouldn't have it otherwise. Right. Yeah. So just let it go. And then when I got up there, I was like, it's like, oh, my God. It wasn't like I was scared. It was more like a part of my body that was about survival instincts refused to let me. <laughs> I mean, I did do it, but I'm saying. Yeah. Never again. We're watching, uh, by the way, the movie is playing, uh, but it's just footage of skiing. Do you ever watch those Warren Miller movies? This is the big, I'm, go ahead. No, no, I was just, all right, well, there's a guy who, all he does is make ski documentaries, by which it's just footage of people skiing. Yeah, Marvin was one of those guys, Mike Marvin, for a long time. Yeah. Um, Here it is. You're looking through your papers there in the hotel room in Virginia. I appreciate it. Correct. That's correct. What a trooper. finding it. This fucking hotel detective is downstairs like, what is that guy doing? He's been on the phone watching a ski movie on YouTube. 
The hotel detective, man, he was out of sight. He was a uh, 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 um, hotel detective. films, including 1972 Earth Rider series that captured the first ski-based jump ever off of El Capitan in oh, National Park. Wow, yeah, that was he a big deal. He used to do ski documentaries. Isn't skiing the reason why 70% of the animals are extinct since 1970? I blame it on no. ski culture. They're like, look at this mountain. I'm going to ski down it and go back up. Well, you've got, you, can, you should blame uh, golf courses. Okay. And, uh, no, I'm just going to blame skiers. No boarding showed up late to the party, but it's just as bad. All right, here we go. Okay, so here's the German. Now, the, what I was trying to say before is only that this is the big contest. And, like, the Germans win even though they lost. You know, and everyone's mad. And so he challenges him to the Chinese downhill. And the Japanese guy goes, what the fuck is the Chinese downhill? <laughs> and at the 30th anniversary, at the 30th reunion, they asked him to do that like 70, 700 times. Oh, I he bet, yeah. Say it again. What the fuck, the Chinese downhill? See, in Aspen, they had the Irish downhill. It's sort of like a free-for-all. Whoever gets to the bottom first wins, but you just beat each other up. What, and, and better off... And they called it the Irish downfall? The Irish downhill. Yeah. Downhill. Oh, oh, my. So in 2014, they asked this um, um, this Jimmy Fieto to say that, like, that hundreds of times. Well, yeah, I guess. Fan convention should pay 20 bucks at this point. All right, here we go. Squaw Valley, USA. This is, Har- no, this this is, is uh, Harkin. Harkin. Yeah. Man, I can't. So Shannon, Shannon Tweed had a stunt double, but not a body double. Uh, no, I mean, Ski Shannon double. Tweed is the body double, right? Right. Well, <laughs> maybe. I mean, that's that was a pretty hot. Uh, I can't believe she gave this guy a Mickey. And then well, like, they just got see, it on. Um, Blue Lagoon, right? Yeah. There's there's Brooke Shield's face, and then cut to below her neck, and it's like, ba-wang! <laughs> double, double. That's double. even just as bad. That's what Shannon Tweed is all about. All right, ski Marvin says, 12 years before this film, a guy named Norm Simmons was how, talking about how he won a Chinese downhill, and I said, what the fuck is a Chinese downhill? That's how it ended up in a movie. One nice thing about this movie in our podcast is that we can talk over this footage. This is like actually probably preferable than. Yeah. Otherwise, it's this. You did it! Harkin Banks, a beautiful run in his first international competition. The numbers won't bear him out, though. Wow, what a scam. This fucking premium cable skiing channel is a scam. Now, the German guy is also a newscaster, just like um, uh, Sonny. Sonny. That's crazy. Yeah. What uh, charm lies? I mean, you got to admit, like, it's one thing to be in a movie and then become a newscaster, but this is a skiing movie. Like, you get to ski and, and party. Isn't it funny, though, that two of the main actors became anchors? Yeah. Well, they're the two, they could trust, people could trust them for news, I guess. Uh, weekend news anchor Minneapolis, Minnesota, 2001. Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and KDLT. Current. Welcome yeah, to the Falls. weekend desk. 
Hi, I'm only on the air on Saturday and Sundays. The boring days, nothing's happening. See you Monday. Right. Real weekday news, Mondays through Fridays. Oh, I think we're going to have the gondola sex scene now. Now, what is this gondola that you speak of? Uh, it's just that thing they're getting in, you know, it's the ca- a car. Oh, I see. It's like a ski lift, but it holds four people? Yeah, it's called a gondola because, you know, a gondola is like, like boat in yeah. Venice. Is it yeah, true that this is... because it's yeah, multiple people. It's like a boat. Is it true that the canals are filled with sewage? Yeah. yeah. It is. Not sewage like... Not... Okay, the Europe's been around a long time, and if you go back to 1400s, then yeah, there's poop, yeah, floating right. in the river. Okay, so well here we have a time. Yeah, but if I'm a tourist and I go on the gondola today, no, no. You'll, you'll see pristine. Well, no, I don't know pristine, but it, it's more like Hudson River. Ooh! Whoa! Look at that. He got in the gondola with a, a sexy 80s model. Yeah. She's... No, when the skis were right next to her. Or the skis were in the ski basket, and then there's no skis. I don't know. The internet thought that was a big deal. Oh, um, she's, what's she's... happening here is the director's got a walkie-talkie Whoa. and saying like, saying like, kiss her on the leg. Sure. Do oh, this, she's... do that. Like, give it, throwing him suggestions. It was his idea to do, what is it, zinc oxide, that stuff he puts on his Oh, face. yeah. That He's oblivious idea. that she's stripped, pulling down the zipper of her top. Because he's here? putting on zinc. Yeah. No. He's like, you missed the spot, and guess where she's, you know, the peepee. Oh. You never know where you're gonna get burned. <laughs> you don't want to miss Like when you go spots. pee, sometimes it burns. Oh, I, this is pretty. He put on ox, zinc oxide. He likes the way she puts on that oxide, baby. <laughs> Wow, he's just going right to the breasts. He's a, you know, red-blooded American boy. Yeah, in 1983. Look, look, look what you see! That's actually my zipper girl, not the movie. What a coincidence, What a coincidence. Look at that face. She's pulling it out. You were unzipping. Look at is the that, hair. Is that a stunt chest, or do you think that's him? I think that's a double, body double. Because that, you know, that was a bear. <laughs> that was a real... I think it was a body double. Oh, uh, see, this is where it's important to learn how to act. The critics hated this film, hated it, hated it. Was, he's it, giving, hated she's it. giving him head right now. How can they hate this? <laughs> They're on a gondola, and she went down on him, and the camera stayed on the guy going... Ugh. I'm in a motion picture. I have to act like I'm getting a blowjob. And I get to fake perform it. <laughs> Your mother must be very proud, young lady. 30 years Thank later. You. Hey, say that line. Yeah, right. Yeah. Did you see what mom has on YouTube? No way. Look how <laughs> young she is. Yeah, no shit. Now, why didn't Sunny leave? And where has she been sleeping at night? Well, she got her own room. She's got she's, no money. She's been hanging out in the There's... lounge. Oh, they're smoking a bowl from a pipe. Look at that. Nice wow. to see a pipe represented once in a while. 
She just passed that shit. No thanks, it's in the cut. I'm a sativa lady. <laughs> Is it legal yet in Virginia? Uh, hey, oh yeah, can you go downstairs? The lobby's like, here you go, uh, some CBD gummies. <laughs> That's the uh, non-getting high one. Yeah, do yourself a favor, man. That's such a fucking bullshit hoax now. Now that it's legal, you got everything has CDB in it. You could buy it in the liquor store, newspaper, you know what I mean? Like, you could mm-hmm. buy it at a, at a corner store. Don't even bother. Hey, right now, the joke is, what, are, what, race, what move are you doing? And he goes, Bang and doll. All right, let's see. Oh, I guess he's done talking. Banzai! Banzai. This is why they call him Comic-Con. Oh, the music's different, too. That is not our friend. Oh, that's not the actor flipping around? Not only did I not know Japanese, I told him I knew how to ski. And that's the reason why I'm in traction. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I mean, bon means uh, good in French. I wonder if zai is something in French. Yeah, all right. Zai. Now we're just watching a flipping around like a breakdancer. Right. Well, this is the ski jump one. And when Harkin goes up, he's going to do like a quadruple lad. We blah, just watched blah, a blah, double. Blah. And the guy's like, you can't do a quadruple lad. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Nobody <laughs> ever does. Nobody's done a triple Linsky before. Right like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was a. Uh, well, I'm going to. Back to school. It. Was it like Ronnie Dangerfield had the win. triple Linsky jump or something like that? And Emma Walsh is like, nobody's done that before. There was only one person who did that. Lot. Yeah, what is that? Yeah. I was the one who did it. Hey, I know you. You're that fat and wide guy. Hey, all right. Let me take <laughs> these pens back. <laughs> fat and wide story. Is that Rodney Dangerfield? It was like story? fat and tall or something. So and the guy goes, yeah, yeah. Hey, you're that fat and tall guy. He goes, oh, all right. Let me take those pens back. Because he's giving that pens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was funny. Oh, man. Everyone looks like Scott Bayo or or uh, Ted McGinley. It's like the cast of Happy Days getting in the ski thing. You know, um, uh, David Naughton, yeah. he's wearing New York Mets hat. I wonder why the in- internet didn't tell me about that choice. Well, I think the internet's lacking. Come on, internet. Well, it'd be me. Well, he's in California, I'd... too. Yeah, like, why have New York Mets... Like, is this act, his character from New York? I don't know. It's such a Hollywood thing. Like, this is about uh, Colorado ski culture. We'll shoot it in fucking San Francisco, in California. <laughs> do, do, gotta make it on your dreams. Here's Rudy, our German friend. The same shot. You know what? I'm kind of numb to these videos. I get it. You yeah. go in circles. In the air. Where are you going to land? You kind of are out of context when you only see sky. You know what I mean? Yeah. They should just have one single shot. The guy comes down and does the flip because then it's impressive. Then you see it as a real person and you're like, look what he can do. These guys are all impressive. No one's hurt himself yet, I guess. Uh, no, nah, that is an obvious point in the, look at that, 9899. Nine, nine. Got, he got one guy. Yeah, got good, a ten, good rating. Ten. Yes. 
They are the best. We are the best boys. <laughs> oh, yay. Go Germany. Yay. He looks like Hasselhoff. Is that a coincidence? Yes, so. Here Just he the is. hair. Let's listen to his... You can't do the quadruple. Let's listen. Twist and triple. A twist and triple? What? I've never seen one of those before. Are you qualified one. for you that? You can't do that. That's impossible. Well, I'm going to do it. Yeah, that's Harkin. That is so Harkin. Harkin's back where he just didn't give a shit. Okay. All right. Good luck. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's my new comedy bit, Carl. Oh, yeah? Yeah, what's, yeah. you'd be the coach. So ask me what my next move is. Okay, so what is your next move? I'm going to do the call, uh, the double flip flip. What? Whoa, what? Mike. You heard me. I'm the double flip flip. Well, I'm not, not nobody. And I'm going to do the double <laughs> flip flip. Yo, get out of here. Look at that. Look at that. Wait, he whoa. Like he's going to fall. Like Lots of times he looks like he's, oh, I'm going to hit my head. He, he did it. Oh, he did double flip flip. <laughs> Even his girlfriend, who's not his girlfriend, is like, yeah, double flip flip. <laughs> Ooh, he yeah. wins the contest, but he doesn't win the contest. The Germans steal it from them because they get the viewership. You can't just come out onto the... I would have done that a million times if I knew... You... When I was at Lake Placid, I would just come out into the snow. Oh, right. Just pull... them, giving them a hug. Well, that's the reason why they have that red oh, red man. fence that surrounds the perimeter. It's to say... Nine, three. Walk underneath nine, it. Nine, seven. Yeah, I thought it said crime scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the throw snowballs. Yeah, Trucky, <laughs> truck you. Trucky you. I am a winner. I am the winner. Is that your German you. accent? Oh, uh, sorry. I, I could do much better. Oh, he's how oh, civil through snow interface. Ooh, the Whoa, Atlas. Squirrely. Whoa, Squirrely took a dive. Actually, he's just squirrel, though. I keep calling him squirrely because of Paulie. Yeah. I mean, sure. Whatever happened to the people having sex in the gondola? Well, I'm sure that, you know, it doesn't last all day, Mike. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I want to know. Be a singing German song. <laughs> Guys, keep it down. I'm on the phone. I'm trying to eat my sandwich. Now, there's something factually wrong with that uh, trophy, by the way. I can't see it, though. Is the fact that he's on a surfboard? <laughs> All right. Uh-oh. Yeah, this is a bowling ball. <laughs> now they have their stockpile of, you know, like in Snowballs. the elf. The Americans and Japanese are going to fight the German. Now, in the Chinese downhill that's going to follow, the Internet claims that there's lots of times you can see the cameras and there's lots of continuity errors when they, like, skiers now wearing different clothes. But I got to tell you, man, I don't care. The thing, yeah. I, I don't notice any of that. Do you notice that behind them where they're just throwing snowballs is the Olympic logo, the circles? I didn't, but it makes sense because it's 1960s site of. Yeah. But, you know, they are highly protective of that logo. 
like their copyright and their Olympics name in general and especially uh-huh. the logo. You see it right there in the background? Yes. They wouldn't be able to do that today. They would have to like uh, digitize it out. I bet you that's right. And uh, I don't know that it just was a a flag that happened to be in the just real happened world to be place, yeah. I guess they're shooting in this place and it just happened to be in the 60s a uh, Olympics okay, site. now let's listen to some dialogue because right, they're going to do go. Chinese downhill you know something Rudy I think it's time we settle this once and for all this girl bought me 50 bucks 50, 50. bucks that's like 150 bucks now money <laughs> assuming hey, you've been watching this Chinese downhill. 40 bucks a man, winner takes all. The only way. Uh, it is only way. Chinese <laughs> downhill. Oh, and uh, Rudy, bring the trophy. I think it should go to the real champion. I yeah. am the champion. The Chinese downhill will decide everything. Ah, uh, the Chinese downhill is not the answer to everything. But, but let's wait for the Japanese down here. What the fuck is a Chinese down here? <laughs> I don't know. Is that so funny? The, the that's the that's the first thing he says in English, right? Yes, it is. Oh, yeah, well, that's that is. But funny. I mean, throughout the film, I mean, we weren't watching it on mute. The joke is, he'll say something in Japanese, and whoever's with him totally knows what he goes. He goes, "Yeah, he's right." <laughs> He understands English and speaks in Japanese. They understand Japanese. Now, this mountain okay. must be where the Chinese downhill is. That's right. Now, you can see everybody up there. Now, the internet made a big deal that the, the, a guy on the loudspeaker is going to say, winner takes all $2,300, and, like, the math doesn't add up for 40 bucks a person. And 23, yeah. 26, right? Or, yeah. Now, this is an homage to um, those movies like Mad Max, which everyone, you know, has like an apocalyptic equipment. Yeah, they're getting ready to battle, but they're actually skiing. Well, good, Uh, you know, and it's a lot better in the three and a half hour version. Oh, I wish the three and a half hour version exists. I would so watch it. Yeah, that would be funny to see. Yeah. Funny to see you like a, it's just be more of wet t-shirt contest to view at home. Well, like I said, the that wet t-shirt contest was forty-five minutes in the guy's version. It just <laughs> so many great things in it. Was oh my god! Apparently, yeah. nobody liked him, even though I don't know. Like it was a, a record snow year, and so the they were skiers, these professionals, and right. they would go. They loved it. And it drove the director mad. He was like, he's ready to film, and everybody's out skiing. That's interesting. Well, what a disaster of a film, then. We hired you for one thing. <laughs> this is a real thing. The Irish downhill really was, like, just, just go down the hill and trip a guy or something so that you, whoever gets the, the thing first, no rules, you know. So that's what they're saying about the Chinese downhill, is that it's... Yeah. And everyone's just going to fight everybody else. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You hear the um, music, it's like, it's like new wave soundy, like Devo sounding. 
But then some guy will get in and go, I am a classic rock star. Oh, come on, Carl. It's the double guitar, right? Okay, so you got to kick it off with the synth, right? You were the way, hey, Carl, you were the one who told me something really deep about Right Here, Right Now by Jesus Jones. Do you remember this conversation we had 25 years ago? Well, I do love that song, and it is a mix of new wave and rock. And that guy was super frustrated that the internet made everyone go retro. But you refresh my memory. Okay, you said that this song starts off like it's a techno song, right? Yeah. Like the first couple seconds, it's like, do you, you know, beep beep blorp blorp, and then yeah. it's just record scratch guitar. Like fuck you, I'm a yeah. guitar song. You That's told me that. True. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. That's what this is like. This is like you have the synth kicks it off, and you're like, yeah, new wave. And then the two lazy-ass guitars from the pub starts playing. Wow. Waiting, waiting. Guitar solo. Right. Yeah, and then they start singing like... Uh, yeah, it's Friday night at five o'clock. <laughs> yeah, punch out and you're going to the pub. Oof, see that? Yeah, these are like real spills. So they're going to show all the spills in a row, right? Oh, this guy is falling. This has got to hurt even though it's a stunt. Uh, yeah, like, some stunt. Fall down the hill. Right, what's the stunt? Just yeah. jump. Watch those guys just, just missed him. I know. Whoa! We're falling down the hill again. Boy, I don't know about this Chinese downhill. That doesn't look very stunty. I think that looks very real. There's no computer graphics at this time. Oh, here we go. Guy is uh, in a now, full banana suit. Parking banks, right? He's gonna sort of like okay. He's shooting like smoke and everyone coughing. He had a smoke bomb in his ski jacket. Yeah, just and it's exhaust pipes out of his helmet. Oh, I see. Because he's super jetting. This is the rocket here. So there's this scene now in which Harkin goes flying through a ski lodge, and cool. the waitress is supposed to open the door and fling all her tray of food. Here he goes, rock, yeah. But she never heard what well, he's going to hit a tree. What doesn't happen is the tree doesn't spring back. I thought it was all boing. No, timber. Yeah. That's how they cleared a lot of the trees back in the day. The skiers would just fucking slam into them. So but she's supposed to open the door, but she didn't hear the radio. And so there was uh, the stuntman for Harkin going straight, going to smash into that wall, like a wall. Oh, wow, yeah. You know? And some other extra goes, hey, that's funny. That guy's, hey, wait a minute. And then he opened the door. If that guy hadn't have done that, they would have had, like, maybe a fatality. Okay, so this scene's coming up, right? Yeah. So we'll watch the, the brave fucking extra opening the door. <laughs> wow, that's nuts. Well, these are pretty yeah. uh, vicious stunts. This movie has gone from, like, happy-go-lucky positive stunts to people clobbering each other. Look at his army helmet. Yeah. But this is shot like Frankie and and uh, Net movies where they're like backdrop skiing. You know, they're like going to the ocean. Fake. Yeah, and when they're oh, actually oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. when there's a close up in that, wow, they're really getting pummeled. Ironically, their careers went downhill as well. <laughs> Thank you. One more jokes like that. I'll be at the Mayo Clinic. <laughs> My helmets taste funny. 
this is the German and Harkin, and there's supposed to be a bunch of continuity incorrect. There we go. Yay! They opened the door. Wow! It just out the window. Sir, so we don't. That's insane. That, that guy was really gonna smash into that door, and a quick thinking extra. I don't know. Open say. it. But even that stunt jumping out of a window, like. Nah. I'm a big guy. I'm not going to fit through the window. <laughs> well, you would smash it. Yeah. The window's not open for you. They're still doing it. They knocked down two picnic tables worth of food. That was the whole craft service from a budget right there. What a stunt. Do you know how much money you wasted? Hundreds. <laughs> Hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Hey, we're extras who don't have to take our shirt off. We're cheering at the end. We're locals <laughs> um, who kept is, it on. It's down to Rudy and Harkin. Okay. And Rudy's the German. Yeah, and Rudy just uh, smashed out, and you can see Harkin is going to get carried around. And oh, and right on! Yay! We're ending now. Yay! We got to see the German go die, die, But everyone else. Yay! Yay! I'm from the background of Hot Dog the Movie. You see that joke there? Yeah, he had the mask on. Drunk through that, right. He loves to drink. He, he drank before he went on the downhill. They were on the 20th anniversary, they were pouring champagne on his head and holding him up like he had won. <laughs> on the 30th reunion, he didn't go. Nobody knows where he is, apparently. Right. The author. Yay! Hey. Yay! But the Chinese downhill. <laughs> I am the Chinese downhill. Tell me how you love the movie. No, tell me how you love the picture by Edward. Uh, fuck the director, the producer, the guy I was telling you about. Felton? Edward. Yeah, Edward S. Feldman wrote a book called "Tell Me How You Love the Picture," and he dedicates a chapter to this movie. And oh, that's it. Like a negative yeah, he hates it. And it just ends with him holding the trophy. Freeze yeah, frame and the ski stunts by shot by Mike. What's that, Carl? I'm sorry. He no, he lost the official contest, but he won the real contest. Chinese downhill. He gets the trophy. But that's so. Oh, I guess that's right. So televised, it's the German, but it, they all yeah, know it's German him. German won. And he said, all right, I'll risk my trophy because I am better than you. But he wasn't. Wow, that's insane. I would get to listen to some music. Final. They're going to play a song just to listen to the movie titles. The song titles at the end. They'll have to have it play another song for the three and a half minutes worth of... <laughs> Here we go. Here's all the stunt uh, skiers. I'm gonna write a song Don't for this movie. Those are all real people. Yeah. Gonna ski downhill, then take the ski lift up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll take a gondola and go in a straight line. <laughs> I want you to hold my third pole, and we'll get on the gondola. Gondola love. <laughs> Love, love. <laughs> of skiing. Okay, here we go. We're going to list it all the songs. back to the time. When the song credits pop up, I'm going to just like read them out, all right? 
I do this all okay. the time when I see end credits. I have to see who performed it. So I look at all the long credits under a song. A million sound. A lot of sound effects. Sound effects. Swish. Music editor, assistant, ADR. Come on, where's the sound? Oh, oh here we go. Top of the hill, hold me. And that's performed by Cliff Magnus. Cliff Magnus. Dreamers on the rise, bringing down the moon. John Stewart. Oh, wow. Funny guy from Comedy Central. No, he has an H's name. When You Were Mine, that's Mitch Ryder. Do mm-hmm. You Love Me? Heidi Austin. Hungry Like the Wolf, copyright 1980. Uh, that's that's Duran Duran. Okay, so maybe the song is getting a little old. Right, maybe they, they said, I Will okay, Be There for You, Al Jarreau. for cheap. And then Ruby's Victory Song. Yeah, Rudy's the gut German guy, so... Oh, Boo. music by John Patrick Rieger. He's the, he's the actor. Oh. Am I wrong? Oh, maybe there you R-I-E. go. Special thanks to City of Squaw Valley, Squaw Valley Ski Corporation, U.S. Ski Association, Freestyle USA, Ski Dinosaur Phila. Yeah, you, all that clothes and the poles. Special thanks goes to, like, all his friends. Perrier. Mrs. Johnston. They've given all their stuff for free. The cores. <laughs> wow. These credits are good. Skiing. See, it says any similarity to actual persons. That's not true. Why? Because banana, banana pants. Ski life. Banana pants. Next movie. Next movie. What is it? What am I going to research next? Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Uh, I would love to hear what you thought of uh, Ski, Ski, a hot dog hot movie. I think it was bad. It was a bad, bad film. And it shouldn't have been... I I don't know what to say. It, I, I don't think it deserves its cult status. I think it... Yeah. It's very bland. Well, I mean, the sex scenes are pretty, uh, pretty sexy, right? Yes, they definitely were. But seriously, though, those sex scenes, like, they show the curve of the butt, and you'd see a crack, and... and I mean, we saw a muff right up front. And by muff, I mean the yeah. pubic hair, so I don't want to... Oh, you know. Oh. The pubic, I don't know. I, I think the Ronskin factor, the sex comedy part, the sex part was, like, hardcore, so that I'm all for it. Right. Literally hardcore. And then uh, comedy, not so good, but it's all based on this competition, and that just gets kind of, like... Well, I don't see a a trailer for next week's movie. Uh, I was hoping it must have been one. Well, this is a there's a guy named Arch Hall Jr. and he's definitely a cult character. He's done movies like Arg and uh, uh, The oh, Sadist. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, but he, uh, you know, I, I'm a sucker for mid 1960s spy parodies, so that's what we're gonna watch next week. Okay. This film okay. is called. The Nasty Rabbit from 1964, a.k.a. Spies a Go-Go. The Nasty Rabbit, 1964, a.k.a. Go-Go? What? Spies a Go-Go. Spies a Go-Go, okay. I could uh, skip. I don't have any music to play for it. I could just play well, the full you movie. Don't, there is no trailer? No trailer on YouTube. Okay. Do you... Well, just put in the name and see if, like, a little clip comes up. Maybe you can tease... Tickle well, the audience with that right. feather. You know, the, the the opening credits don't start until eight minutes into the movie. So let me see if I can get That's to that different. eight minutes. That's different. Yeah. That's unique. Oh, yeah. This movie is... Uh, I don't know. 
I don't know what to say. No, a spy film in the 60s, you cannot say it's unique. Okay, so I think, I, I think this might be the... Here we go, here's the credits. So this is the opening credits, the famous opening credits, where the signs have the uh, credits written. This, oh, all the, all the credits are written on signs, like roadside signs of rabbits. And like, that the, um, the, the title like says, yeah. So next week, we're going to watch this full movie. Here's the credits from the eight minutes into it. It's a film called The Nasty Rabbits, a.k.a. Spies a Go-Go. Although, I have to admit, the credits says Spies a Go-Go, and then it's printed, a.k.a. The Nasty Rabbit. So, All right. Well, yeah. I can't wait. I mean, we've done Fat Spy. We've right. We've done The Cold Nose. That's right, Spy with a Cold Nose. And uh, I, I'm just a sucker to them, Carl. I'm sorry. If I see one, I'm going to go for it. There's what? Say it again. If I see a spy parody from the mid-60s, I'm going to have to go for it. You are there. Gotcha. It's it Casino Royale, the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> That's what influenced it. All right, it took well, you eight seatings, sittings to watch the whole thing, right? Yeah, it took me two years. No, it took me, actually, I sat down. It took me several years to try to watch it. And then about two <laughs> years ago, I decided because I had cap. Uh, it was on uh, one of the one of the cable channels, and I was going to watch it, and uh, I did. And it was the MGM HD channel. They show that a lot. Rabbit, nineteen sixty-four. The nasty rabbit. A go go. Yep. All that, right. All right. I cannot wait to check this film out. Maybe I'll start right now. I'm in a hotel room in Virginia with nothing to do till the morning. Oh, yeah. What a better way to kill your life. <laughs> well, I appreciate you, Carl, uh, for researching this and watching it before I have a chance to and just letting uh, uh, letting us know about shit like that. And people yeah, can find sure. more about you. Uh, Carl, that sucks. Just Carl, that, Carl sucks. that sucks. Any, uh, any fun shows? Any fun shows you had? Uh, no. No. Okay. Nope. Pretty much no. <laughs> nope. Same here. All right. Great. Well, thank you, audience. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T is our name. If you want to follow us on iTunes or any of your podcast RSS feeds uh, here at MutinyRadio.fm, go to the website. Yeah. Go donate money. Carl, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, audience. Bye. Thank you, audience. Bye. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been Oh
German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the uh, 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 duh, duh. Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael. Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th, 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual, and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer's simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian hate ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all, classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff! You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal! Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com Radio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things.
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's in duty, this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen... Six o'clock. Welcome to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival here at Mutiny Radio. Yay! You're all here. Yay! We have an amazing night of comedy prepared for you. Five hours of amazing people. And we are starting out tonight with the Newbies Show. All of these comedians have been doing comedy for two years or less. Oh my God. They're in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches Hitting switches going rags to riches Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their variety. Time for some call me Tim. All right, uh, welcome to some call me Tim. Today is 4:18 to timestamp it for you peeps. 4:18. It's almost 4:20. We have Juwan Rubin on the program today yes, to do. talk about what's going on. 
Juwan, I haven't met you before, but we have friends in common, so I, yes. I trust. I trust that you are. A, 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 if you want to listen, you can. It doesn't matter. I'm. I'm can hear the trippy music behind us. Nice. Uh, so. Yeah, we never met before. We've never met before. Yeah. So but I don't you know. Saw I the post. Know. Saw the post on Facebook on Bacon. Uh, bacon is. Uh, I don't want to tell too many people about Bacon because I like to keep it as exclusive as possible. The, uh, the 7,500 people that are yeah. part of Bacon, that's yeah, super exclusive. <laughs> a lot of fucking people. Yeah. And then there's also, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a Google Doc of all the uh, different shows in the area. So if you're a comedian and you want to know what's going on, then go to Bacon and find out, you know, if there's an open mic near you. So, yeah, I saw your post and, uh, yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm down to do. Hey, everybody. You're listening to Not My Show. We're at Bender's, and it's fun, and we're hanging out uh, here at Counter Offer. Oh, Greg just moved around. He doesn't want to be involved in that. Whatever. It's cool. The last few... 